All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday night. It's the PNC Progression of Sync Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Not bad, man. I, I got to tell you, though, this week's uh, wrestling offerings were somewhat depressing, to say the very least. God, it was terrible. Ugh. But fear not, ladies and gentlemen, because where WWE and AEW failed this week, the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast picks up the slack. So sit your ass back and enjoy the fucking show. And let's tell the people what we have for them this week. We have In Your House, uh, NXT TakeOver In Your House results, Raw, NXT, AEW, no, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and AEW this week. Yes, and AEW was on a Friday night. And I swear, Ben, are they purposely trying to suck because they're not on the regular Wednesday nights? I well, I don't know what's going on, but um, because these shows have not been good. No, no, they no, they really haven't. Um, and uh, I am I am looking forward to them getting back to their regular schedule. Now, I, I do know. That um, they have a Saturday show uh, next week, but then hopefully after that we can uh, return to some normalcy. Uh, uh, terrible. So that's gonna suck too. Well, I don't know. I'm not gonna say anything just yet. I'm gonna wait to see before saying whether it sucked or not. Yeah, but, you know, and um. But like I always say, we we never come on here with the intention of of bad mouthing anything. It's just uh, we got to be honest with what we're looking at here. Yeah. Uh, if the show's gonna suck, we're gonna say it sucks. <laughs> absolutely. And um, I'll tell you what. Like I said, the weekly offering certainly sucks. But. Um, I think luckily for at least my co-host's ears, uh, I am not reviewing Monday Night Raw, so that should save us some time and aggravation this evening. Now, let me say this. Um, also, um, the movie Emporium has been on a bit of hiatus. Uh, we're going to get back into that. But Ben, I got to tell you something. What's that? I was watching. Okay, the other night I was waiting for my show to... Uh, convert so I can edit it. Yeah. While I was doing that, I sat down to watch a movie that I had heard about but had never seen before until that the other night. And that that movie's called Tourist Trap. Oh God. Oh um yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say because I was confused uh, from beginning to end. It's it's a horror a horror movie from 1979, but I was just really confused from beginning oh, to end. Oh Lord! Well, just by the title itself, I can uh, pretty much guess that the movie sucked. I'm going to I okay. Hold on, let me pull up the synopsis and I'm going to read to you the synopsis for this movie. Okay. Okay. All right. So, this movie, Tourist Trap from 1979, a group of young friends stranded at a secluded roadside museum are stalked by a masked assailant 
who uses his telekinetic powers to control the attractions mannequins. Oh my God. <laughs> now, now, have you heard of that actress, Ten Tanya Roberts? Any relation to Eric Roberts? I don't believe so. Uh, uh, actually, uh, this, this one, she was in Body Slam, actually. She was like a popular actress in the 80s. She was in, the, the only movie I remember her from is Body Slam, and she was also in, in A View to a Kill. No, I, I'm not familiar with her. Okay, so like basically she's the only name that I recognize in this movie. But uh, yeah, um, now hearing the synopsis, out of 10, how, what would you guess that uh, this movie got? Two and a half? No. Uh, was, was I high or low? No, you were way off. <laughs> you were like, that, that was, that's too low. Um, no Google. <laughs> all right, we'll go. Uh, we'll go five point five. How about that? Ooh, hey, that's uh, not a bad, not bad. But uh, okay, the, it, this movie got six point two out of ten. Well, still, I don't trust that because cri critics have a uh, have a habit of like overhyping movies yeah so like um yeah so that's the that's the imdb rating for this movie just yeah. really it's the really weird movie that uh, yeah uh, i don't even know what to say but that was my fun movie um what am i gonna start watch next i have to, i'm gonna finish a few good men then uh there's uh one called Ghost of Girlfriends Pass, which my brother has on DVD, so. Uh, no, 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 Why? no. Okay, all right, wait, 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 wait. Why? Uh, wait, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'm gonna have an aneurysm on the air. No, uh, what? Uh, Elio, in all seriousness, Ghost of Girlfriends Pass is like the chick flick of all chick flicks, pretty much. I want, I give every movie a chance. Hey, I was forced to sit down and watch this. By whom? My brother. Yeah, he was watching with his wife and I had to sit down and watch it with them. Uh, is, 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 this the, is this the one that took you out of WrestleMania 18 early? Yes. <laughs> Hey, and, and what, what is this gentleman's name again? Joe. <laughs> Joe, I, I swear, we need to sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> no. Oh. And uh, let's see, and the, the one after that, um, I should just, and I finished watching before a few games, I finished watching Jason Bourne. Now, 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 that's a good movie. We go from shit to uh, <laughs> some, some good shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, but I'm, I'm all over the place because I got movies from the 30s and the 50s that I'm really into because I like them. Because that's just me. I grew up with those stuff, with that stuff.
Don't judge. Well, well no. I, hey, I, I've seen I've seen really old movies that I like too, so I'm not judging that. But I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll take every pot shot I can at Ghost of Girlfriend's Pass. Fuck Matthew McConaughey. Oh no, <laughs> no, no. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's get down to wrestling here. So we're gonna start with NXT Takeover in your house, Ben. What do you got? Why don't you start us off here? Okay. Um, let's see. So they had a um, they had some really nice um, production touches, like uh, like last year. Um, this year they had Doc Hendricks doing the. Um, doing the the intro package aka Michael PS Hayes. I'm so proud of you for refer for referring to him by his uh, WF name. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I wonder if he's gonna just say Michael Hayes or if he's gonna say Doc Hendricks. Good job. Yeah and then and then of course before that uh, Todd uh, Todd Pentengill gave us oh, the uh, Todd Pentengill. The men, the men still looks the same. Yeah, he gave us the rundown, and then we got like mini video packages for each match. I actually, um, I actually really liked how they started this out. I thought that was cool. First of all, what do you think of the name Doc Hendricks? Um, you know, uh, it, it's not it's not my favorite, but it works. It worked for the time. Okay, and um, I I can and I can appreciate all the '90s reference throughout the show, like uh, fucking Todd Benningale with his uh, the I think the Karate Fighters was it that he and Dexter Loomis was there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Like, okay, okay, well, I can appreciate the '90s reference. Uh, yeah, any any '90s references are cool with me because I I was a child of the '90s, so I'm you know what? down for that. You know what? I think I'm getting a message here uh, from the WWF hotline. Fans, you should call in at to one and her WWF one. For all your news and info on the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, which takes place tomorrow night. Oh, God. The hotline. <laughs> Did you ever call that hotline? No. Come on, don't lie. No, I didn't. Uh, but but, but you um, wanted to. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, of course I did. I just, I just remember that one time where Jim Ross got so pissed off with the hotline people. It's just that Mama Pierce said, "No, Benjamin, you're not gonna call no hotline. I'm not paying any money for you to call a hotline." Well, trust me, if I was usually called a hotline back in the day, it, it would have been WWF, but for some reason, I just never did. <laughs> okay, um, so, so we, we got, I know you don't watch the kickoff show, so I can go with that one. Um, actually, you know what, I don't even watch the kickoff show, so I can't really say anything, but um, we had the team of... The team of Saray and Zoe Starks 
defeating the Robert Stonebrand, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. And they just won seven minutes and 40 seconds. Oh, joy. No, I, I like, um, I like, I like Zoe Stark, so I don't really mind that, but I'm just surprised it was the free show. Yeah. So we start uh, the, the evening off with the winner takes all six men tag team match. Um, Bronson Reed, the North American champion, and MSK, the tag team champions, defending against Legado del Fantasma. And of course, MSK and Bronson Reed uh, take up the win. And they gave us one 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, it, it, I mean, it was it was all right. I mean, I don't think it ever um, like got into great territory. Um, but um, but there there were there were a couple of different spots that I liked, like um, like I love Reed's finisher. Like that at first, I wasn't really a fan of the tsunami. Um, but it's really been growing on me. And then there was there was one spot where um, uh, oh god, uh, where where is it? I'm just I'm just trying to find it. Um, oh 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 yeah, here here it is. Um, so <laughs> so of course MSK was do, was doing their own uh, dives. And it's to to the outside on uh, Legado del Fantasma, and it started with uh, with I believe his name is uh, Nash Carter. Mm -hmm. He 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 hits a moonsault to the outside on Escobar, but then uh, Joaquin Wild fo follows it up with a dive on him. And then uh, Escobar hit a um, hit a, like an avalanche hurricane rana on um, oh who was it on uh, Wesley and uh, and I gotta tell you uh, MSK is a little bit too uh, too heavy on the on the high flying for me and I, and I say that because um you know it, it's all high flying is all good you know my favorite my favorite uh performer of all time is uh Rey Mysterio uh, but I I also uh place a lot of importance in um in selling and when when you're doing all these dives, and then and then the the last one was um, was Bronson Reed doing a, to, a tope suicida through um, through the second rope. I mean, it's um, it's very impressive that the big man can do that. I mean, that that shouldn't be uh, possible, um, but. Um, you know, th this match just didn't really, just didn't really hit for me. Now, did you hear about uh, Reed and Cross? 
Oh yeah, they were um, they were working dark matches prior to SmackDown, weren't they? Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. Right. I mean, I, I can uh, I can see that for uh, for Cross because I think I think he'll get hot shotted to the main roster. Um, but uh, but I'm not sure if I like that call for Bronson Reed. Next, we had Zia Lee with Boa and Megan defeating Mercedes Martinez. And they, they, gave, sorry, they gave this one seven minutes and 40 seconds. Well, I, uh, I didn't like this one. No, I wasn't a fan of this match. Um, no, no, number one, I, uh, I don't think that this needed to be on the card at all. I, I don't think that this was takeover worthy. And, and two, the biggest thing that happened in the match was after the match was over. And that's, um, and, and that's where this entity, uh, gets up and starts, um, Knocking the hell out of uh, Mercedes Martin- Martinez. Tian Shaw. Well, no, no, that's 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 the other thing that confused me. Uh, they were given they were given that lady um, another an, another name. Apparently, apparently we haven't seen Tian Shaw yet because. I thought the lady that was sitting in the in the throne thing was Tian. So That's what then, I thought. But 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 then um, but then they started giving her another name. So I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if that was new. Were they did they start calling her Mei Ying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that's what I have here on on uh, on the. Table I'm following here. So I was I was very confused by that because yeah, that's confusing. That's why I said Tian saw or they. That's why I'm calling her that because that's what I thought her name was. No, I'm I'm right there with you, man. That's what that's what I thought it was. So I was I was getting all crossed up. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, what do you think of this guy Boa? I'm not sold. No, you know what? I'm not a fan. I, I don't know. Like, okay, I'm looking up his information right now. This isn't even the indie spotlight. I'm just curious. Right. He was trained by Robbie Brookside. Well, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good trainer to have. And he made his debut on July 8th, 2017. Okay, so so he's he's not new, new. No, basically he's uh he's uh, he only has a WWE under his uh on his resume and NXT. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. like NXT uh, twenty sixteen to the present is when. It, so yeah, he's been there since he signed in twenty sixteen, and debuted in twenty seventeen. Okay, cool. Now, speaking of confusing as hell, um, this million-dollar championship ladder match. Come on, you didn't like that? Well, 
The actual match, no. But then when um, when LA Knight attacked um, attacked uh, Ted DiBiase the next night on NXT TV, then then I started to understand where they were going with it because when I was watching the, the when I was watching the ladder match. I'm like, okay, well, this is this is this is tailor made for uh, Cameron Grimes to continue his storyline with uh, with Ted DiBiase. So uh, obviously, when LA Knight won, I was a little bit like, okay, um, where are they going with this? And I wasn't I wasn't necessarily upset. I was just really curious to see um, where they were going with it. And uh, and then when when I saw uh, DiBiase get attacked, I'm like, okay, so so that's how they're still gonna have Cameron Grimes in this because because I was thinking about this, right? So LA Knight fits the prototypical million dollar gimmick a lot better than. Cameron Grimes. Wouldn't you agree? Yep. I, I like I, I wasn't sure about him like uh but after when he won the championship belt, the Mendoza championship, I'm like, okay, uh maybe it could be something good. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think LA Knight needs uh Ted DiBiase, whereas whereas the interplay between Cameron Grimes and uh Ted DiBiase has been one of the one of the more interesting things of late on NXT. So, I I wasn't quite sure how they were going to pull it off after uh, Cameron took the loss, but I have to I have to say I really like it because because the entire time Cameron has been trying to earn DiBiase's respect, kind of. Um, and, and by by saving by rushing out and ha- having his his back after he got attacked by uh, LA Knight, that really sets it up nicely. So then then the feud can continue, and then and then LA Knight still gets the rub by having the million dollar championship. He gets to be the heel. Cameron gets to be the face. So all in all, it worked out. They just went in a in a different direction than I would have anticipated. And they gave this match nineteen minutes thirty seconds. Okay, and and that's see that's the second part of what I wanted to talk about. Um, at least in in, in my opinion, um, this match didn't need the ladder match gimmick. I felt like it was long for the sake of being long in order to get the the required ladder match spots in. Okay. Um, you know, because in my book, you you only really needed the one at the end where where Cameron, uh, you know, fell off the ladder and then and then uh, LA Knight got the victory. These two guys just don't fit in a ladder match scenario, specifically 
talking about LA Knight. So, um, and just the way that the match was was executed, I wasn't real, I wasn't really a fan because it did. See, well, ladder matches and gimmick matches in general are supposed to add to the story. Uh, and and I don't I don't feel like the ladder match added any kind of intrigue to this scenario. Like the the intrigue was always the interplay between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. Um, that was the story of, of of that match, and and they they got all all of that part in. So the ladder match just came off to me as being an unnecessary extra to the storyline. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that the latter match was bad. Um, I just, um, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure why the stipulation was needed in this particular case. Okay. Now, do you know the history of Miller championship? I, I I know I know a little bit of it, uh, but I I do confess that it was a little bit before my time. Actually, it was uh, it was a little bit after your time because the million dollar championship was established on February fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine, after Ted DiBiase failed to buy the WWF championship from Hulk Hogan. And uh, when he and uh, Erwin Archeiser won the tag team championships in 92, the million dollar championship was abandoned. And it was, the, it was revived three to, on three occasions. In the first in 96, and we all remember who, who got that championship. Absolutely. The ringmaster, sorry, oh. Steve. What, what, an, what an absolutely god awful gimmick. The second time it was revived was in 2010 when uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. was awarded the championship. And, I, rem- I do remember that, yeah. And this current uh, revival with uh, LA Knight is the third time it's uh, they've reintroduced the Dollar championship. Right. So, well, yeah. That, that makes sense. So it would, yeah, it's, it's an interesting championship, I'll say that. Well, I, but I think I think for Ted DiBiase, it always works. Now, um, now I also have a list here, actually, of uh, champions. Okay, so the first champion, obviously, was Ted DiBiase. Now, right. who, now, of the three that I've mentioned, who had, who would you say has the most reigns? Um, probably his, his son, I don't know. Actually, it was him, himself, Ted DiBiase himself. His first reign lasted, which was the longest reign, was 922 days. Now, what would you say was the shortest reign? Um, pro- prob- probably uh, around the around the time that DiBiase Jr. was having that feud with Goldust. Nope, because prior to that, Virgil was also a million dollar champion. 
my God. And he held it for 77 days. And I'm saying they have, they have it listed here. That's the shortest reign. Oh, God. And the oldest champion, who would you say? Probably Virgil. No, um, by age. This is by age. I'm referring to age. Yeah, I, I have no idea. L.A. Knight, 38 years old. Oh, Jesus. This is and the youngest champion is Ted DiBiase Jr., 27 years old. So these are all the, the, all the stats on, the, on that. So moving on to the next match, we have for the NXT Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez defeating Ember Moon. I like this match. I did too. It was... Um... They gave, they, gave, they gave this one 12.40. Have you noticed so far there have been four matches and they've all lasted some some, some odd minute and uh, 40 seconds? <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, we we both know that, that or we both knew that this show was going to be built around the main event, so I'm not surprised yeah. that so No, I'm saying, happened. that's funny, right? It's four matches, and they've all lasted, like, something in 40 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. So, yeah, I like this match. This match was pretty good. Rick Hogan's also, of course, retained the championship. Yeah, and um, I, I got to tell you, um, it, it wasn't it wasn't very very uh, crazy as it pertains to like the usual championship match buffoonery, um, but um, but I I really liked it and the heel work was awesome, and I got to tell you. Um, for somebody that I was not impressed with at all when she first came on the scene, uh, Raquel has really uh, changed my opinion of her. I I really like her now. I I, I like okay. how she I like how she's grown. Yeah, like uh, I didn't, I didn't even notice her like when she first appeared. And then when I started seeing her like on TV and like. In these matches, especially that one match she had with Rhea Ripley, the last woman standing, I was like, after that, I'm like, wow, okay, I want to see. I, I I like this one. No, and 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 it's funny because um, the last woman standing match was actually the first time that I really uh, noticed her as well. Yeah, yeah. And and then and then the other actually. Actually, no. I, t- I take that back. the the other The other time was in the um was in the women's war games match. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. when she her and that Rhea Ripley squared off. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that brings us to the main event. We have the NXT Championship Five Way: Karrion Cross, the champion, defeating Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. Ben. How how long do you think they gave this match? It felt it felt like it went over twenty five minutes. They gave this twenty six minutes and fifteen seconds. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think of this match? 
Um, the, the last uh, the last twenty minutes or so made the match for me. It was it was a little bit slow in picking up. Okay, so it wasn't just um, me then, because I, I thought it was. I thought it started out kind of slow. Um, but 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 the the thing the thing that was interesting to me and, and this and this is nobody's fault this 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 was just something that I observed you know of of these five uh, individuals um, you know Cross is actually technically like the worst guy in the ring mm-hmm. um, but um, you know the way. The way he's being positioned and his character is so interesting, and of course, um, of course, uh, Scar- Scarlet adds um, a lot to um, his presentation. Um, I actually, I actually really like her uh, tarot card segments. I, I I find them very very interesting. She plays that role very well, and and it's. And it's odd that I, of all people, um, would would like that kind of segment because I I don't like mediums at all. So it's safe to say that you've fallen in prey. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm very um, I'm very impressed with with Cross, but ha- but having said that. Right, so this match was interesting because fucking no selling. What? Yeah, well, no sell. Well, there's that, and then um, but but this match was designed to make uh to make Cross look like a badass, which it accomplished. But in my book, it also kind of exposed him as being the weakest guy in the ring in terms of wrestling ability. Um, which really, which really, that's not a condemnation of Cross. That, that's speaking to how good, you know, Adam Cole, uh, Pete Dunne, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, um, Gargano really are. Um, I'm tired of Gar- I'm tired of Gargano in the main event on NAC takeovers. He's been in I don't know how many. Yeah, but then again, he is Mister NXT. You know, it's just besides. Right, on what planet? Oh, oh, fuck right off! I am not having this conversation with you. <laughs> don't fuck with me and Johnny. I'm I'm telling you. Oh yeah, it's a it's the NXT uh, and you take over in your house. Ben, we change that show. What do you give this show? Um, well, the main event saved the show for me, so I I would say I would say a six point eight. Okay. It definitely it definitely wasn't one of the best, but the the main event delivered what it had to. Okay. All right, now we're gonna move on to. Monday Night Raw. And, and, and aren't I so nice for gift wrapping Monday Night Raw for you to review so I don't have to do it and therefore I don't have to yell in your ear or anybody else's ear tonight? 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna save everyone because I'm just gonna give my highlight and lowlight, and that's it. Cause I really don't care. I really don't care about this show. Well, I don't think I don't think anybody gives a shit about this I, show. Between, between Thursday and yesterday, I watched um four. Hold on, six hours of wrestling. No, sorry, it was uh, three hours of Raw, then then NXT. So that's five. Then yeah. SmackDown is seven. That, no, nine hours of wrestling between Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I mean, I did too because I watched everything this week. So. Yeah, but did you watch them all over the course of two nights? Not not two nights. No, uh, I. You know, I'm saying I watched over the course of two nights. I like because, like I said, um, my Monday nights are like this. Eight o'clock, I sit down and I start watching Raw. Then I have to turn the TV off and set up the computer for my show. Right. Then, by the, then by the time I, the show is over, we're done recording. I really don't feel like the last thing I want to do is sit down and watch Monday Night Raw. Then Tuesday gets here and it's like, and, and uh, I really don't feel like sitting down to watch Raw by Tuesday and Wednesday. Well, I don't blame you at all because you're not missing a goddamn thing because it's terrible. But I'm gonna give you my highlights and lowlights and then we're gonna move on. So first of all, we're gonna go with my highlights and I have two of them. And they are? New Day and RK versus RK Bro. I absolutely agree. And Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. Yeah. That was a sympathy three. That was a sympathy high point. Because the rest sucked. I have a lot of low points on here. This is every time Rhea Ripley has a mic in her hand, I just want to throw I have a question for you about that. Because I want to know, because uh, we were talk- I was talking about this with uh, my other team uh, earlier uh, today. Right. They said, uh, for me to go back and watch Raw, because they noticed that Rhea Ripley might have dropped her accent. Did you notice that in her uh, promo when, when she was talking? Did you notice an accent? Uh, no. So it's gone? I, I don't know, man. She might have pulled a Kofi Kingston because I thought Kofi Kingston was born in Jamaica, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to go back and give it a listen because they told me go back and listen to it because we're gonna record yeah, the after the pay per view tomorrow night and uh, so they told me to give it a listen and let them know if I noticed it. So uh, I was asking you if you had noticed it as well. Okay. No, because and I'll tell you I'll tell you why. And and ladies, ladies and gentlemen, I I have a bit of a confession. I try with everything in my soul to watch Monday Night Raw to give you a compelling review, to to make it entertaining and to entertain my co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, after what I suffered on my birthday, if if I told you I was even remotely interested in watching Raw this past Monday, I couldn't give two shits, and I I respect I respect our listeners too much to lie to you. So, 
Consequently, I was I was watching Monday Night Raw, but I had one eye on the computer and one eye on, on my TV screen because when this stuff is going on, I'm sorry, say that again. You have one eye on your computer, one eye on your TV screen. What are you talking about? What do you watch here, Monday Night Raw, on the computer, or on TV? On TV. So what do you have your computer on? What are you doing there? So I I listen to Spotify a lot. So oh so oh you, oh okay you was do you, do you yeah. not have it on your phone? Um no. Oh okay no I I thought because I listen to Spotify on my phone or more like when I'm upstairs like I don't really use my uh, iPad I use it more for my for to listen to the podcast on my on Spotify. Right. Well, actually, that's where I listen to the majority of the podcast shows are uh, on Spotify. So, so, yeah. So, here's my low points. I'm only going to bring up two because there are way too many for me to list. I the agree. Third, the first is Jackson Riker versus Elias. Who could possibly care about that? How 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 do you how do you do this? A countdown, like seriously. For the second week in a row, not just one. This is the second oh, so week the second, in a row. So no, I know, I know they faced you last week, but that was a countdown as well because that's how much yeah. I was paying attention. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> and my next low point. I'm gonna give you a bit of a history lesson here. So I graduated high school in 1993, okay? I graduated college in 2005, okay? Right. I don't need Professor McIntyre's history lessons. No. Holy jeez. He was going on about William Wallace and Braveheart. I don't care. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, I just... Look, as a as a pro, as an in ring performer, Drew McIntyre is great, but he can't cut a fucking promo to save his life. He, he's he's he, telling his stupid stories. I'm sitting here like, are we done yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> okay. the, the look on your face was just straight up comical. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see that in an instant replay. Are we done yet? <laughs> oh god. Oh, that, is, that is that is too much. <laughs> okay, so, so that is just my review of Raw. Um I am now gonna turn it over to Ben for NXT. Ben, what do you have? Let me uh, let me pull it back up here. Uh, this was actually uh, a not bad show. I really enjoyed this show. Yeah, this this was actually a very good show. Now, for some reason, I don't have it pulled up. So, um, if you just want to pause the recording for a second while I grab it. All right. So. Okay, so now that, now that my uh, technology has decided to work for me, I can officially uh, start the NXT review. 
I have to tell you, Elio, that this was actually, I, I would say, um, the most solid episode of NXT TV in quite a while. This I, was I, a good show. I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. So um, it's it starts off kind of like um, picking up directly where uh, Takeover went off the air, where uh, where William Regal was talking to um, Mackenzie Mitchell at the end of uh, Takeover, and he was kind of teasing that he was done as general manager before I kind of uh, walking off in a melancholy fashion. So, um, so here, here comes uh, William Regal to start off the show. And, um, and you can just tell in his, in his face that he is getting ready to announce that he's going to retire as general manager because he is um, he's thanking the the fans and and uh, recounting everything that uh, he has seen in terms of NXT's growth uh, since he's been there from the beginning um, and uh, and then he starts uh, telling a story about how. Um, his his nieces came to see him at a show uh, in 2016, and he was able to watch the show with them. Uh, so immediately, when he when he brings up his family, I'm like, oh shit! Well, that's exactly where they're going with this. And then before um, before he can uh, complete his announcement, out comes carrying uh, cross along with with. Scarlet and um, he he said that um, that uh, Regal is pathetic for crying and that the attention needs to be on him because Cross punched a hole through the Mount Rushmore of NXT um, and that he can control the the uh, NXT landscape through chaos. And William Regal is no longer needed. Uh, and then Samoa Joe's music hits. So I think that that is huge that Joe is officially um, back in NXT because when he got released a number of weeks ago, um, I was absolutely, um, I found that to be absolutely disgraceful. And apparently, as so did Triple H because Triple H wasn't happy about that. And so uh, Joe is officially back on the scene at uh, NXT. And um, so one of the rumors that, that immediately began to swirl once we started hearing uh, rumblings of Joe returning was that he would take over the general manager position of NXT, but outcomes out he comes to meet with Regal, um, and then Regal offers him the the general manager position, uh, but he said he says no um, because um, because it would be difficult to fill Regal's shoes and 
he, he cast a long shadow, but he is willing to be the uh, the bodyguard for Regal to ensure that he gets the respect that he deserves. And then uh, Joe and Cross face off. And uh, Joe says, what are you still doing in this ring? Uh, TikTok young champion. I love that line. Uh, before uh, Cross and Scarlett get out of the ring. Um, it was it was absolutely a fantastic opening segment, and I am uh, so happy that Joe is back in NXT. It just makes me feel so much better that, that uh, at least they righted that one wrong. And then I couldn't care less about Imperium versus Brazongo because Brazongo are a bunch of jobbers. Uh, I didn't really care about uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Open Challenge. Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then we, we see a, uh, a confrontation between O'Reilly and... Um, and uh, Kushida and O'Reilly and Kushida agree to uh, face off next week. Um, let's see. I'm just waiting for my computer to, to load the next page. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. And then low point immediately uh, Frankie Monet. Thank you, Ben. I have a question. <laughs> what do you think about What do you think about Frankie Monet? What are your thoughts? I, I'm not. I I I don't get it. Thank I you. Just, I don't know I, why. I, yeah, on the on the other show earlier today, they were like, "Really, you don't like Frankie Monet? I'm a big fan." I'm like, I I'm just not a fan. I don't get it. No, no, no I. Oh. I, I, I I, I liked her much better as Ty of Valkyrie. I, I don't get this whole uh, Frankie Monet business. Um, let's see. And then, and then after that, uh, Mercedes Martinez has, a, has a, um, some interview time backstage. I don't care. I really don't give a shit because they're making her irrelevant. Uh, then here comes uh, DiBiase for, for the presentation of the Million Dollar Title to LA Knight. Yeah. Um, he puts it on Knight's shoulder and the pyro goes off. And then uh, then Knight attacks DiBiase. Um, and he says that he's the only Million Dollar Champion before Cameron Grimes. Uh, makes a save and uh, you know real, really this episode was made by the um, by those two segments right there those were the two high points um, you know I, I really I really didn't uh, didn't care about the rest of it to tell you the truth uh, we got a uh, tag team match between Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez and Casey and Caden, I uh, don't care. You know they're a, they're a very good face tag team, but if you expect me to care about Casey and Caden? You got to do something uh, more 
uh, substantial. There, there you go. What? There you go. Uh, yeah, uh, well, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, the rest of it I didn't really care about because because I wanted to care about the main event because it seemed like it would be a good uh, a good match. But to be honest with you, I was I'm getting less and less uh, invested in, in the grizzled young veterans. Because they just keep losing, and I don't think they should. Um, so that just irritates the piss out of me. So, yeah. Just because of that, this has to be a low point as well. Okay. But overall, a very good show. Now, before we go on, um, let me just um, do some work here. Um, now... You get uh, what did we uh, give Raw? Oh God, we're or giving. Or, or, or did we give it a grade? No, we didn't. I, I I'll give it a D. Okay, and what are we gonna? What are we gonna I'm giving it an A actually. Uh, I'll give it a B plus. Okay, so. That works out too. All right, so we'll go with the B plus on that one. All right. All right. Now we're gonna move on to AEW. Where do I begin? Good, good luck with that one, cause this show sucked. No, where do I begin? No, you know what? I'm gonna do like what I when it raw highlights and lights because fuck this show. Yeah, this show was not very good. My God. Uh, my low, 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 low light. <laughs> Give it to him. Jake Hager and Wardlow. What the hell am I, did I watch here? Well, you, you didn't because technically that, that shouldn't have even taken place because it was Mixed wasn't. up mangled action. Yeah, yeah, MMA and um, MMA and pro wrestling don't mix. Ben, say say you and I are having an MMA match, and I decide I'm going to power bomb you in the match. Where have we ever <laughs> seen a power bomb in a UFC MMA match? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, well, no, no, I have seen power bombs, but what I have. I have seen power bombs in MMA. I actually have. Okay. Um, but what I haven't seen is Hurricane Ranas. <laughs> right. <laughs> what? No, no, okay. Let me rephrase that now. Now, say we're having an MMA match. I deliver Hurricane Rana to you. When have we ever seen that? What? Yeah, that was that was very random. Oh, my. That was just terrible. Oh, Wardlow looked lost. Well, you know, yeah, of course he did because he's a pro wrestler being put in there with Jake Hager, who who has actually fought MMA and is three and zero professionally. Now, now, is it if it if I'm Hager, I'm pissed off that I have to be put in this situation because I'm a professional fighter. 
and a professional wrestler, and I have to I have to hold hands with a guy uh, that has never been in an MMA cage before. Like this was just a bad idea from the get go. And my highlight is this, and I only give this as a highlight because really it's the only thing that stood out to me on this god-awful show, and that is the main event, Eddie Kingston, Kazarian, and Penta versus the Elite. Yeah, I agree. I I gave it a sympathy highlight because uh, that's the only one that stood out. Everything else was just garbage. Yeah, um, and what in the hell was that? If I could add my own low light. Um, yeah, yeah. What in, what in the hell was that between, um, uh, between, uh, Paige and Scorpio Sky and Darby Allen? Well, I mean. Yes, that was a bad man. Now, hold on, hold on. Because, uh, I thought I saw this. Um, when when um they dropped Scorpio Sky, okay, remember when like you know when the camera would was right up on his face? Yeah. Was that like paint like peeling off or something? Uh, around around his nose. Uh, it looked like it. I I can't remember. Because that, that looked uh, that looked disgusting. When I when like when they did a close up like that on his face. Um, to be honest with you, I I didn't catch it. No, I, I, I just picked it up. Like while I was watching, I'm like, okay, that's just weird. Let me, let me, before we move on, let me just uh, check something on on uh, Twitter because there is there is something that I. Um, want to look up before we before we move on. Okay. Um, but but just in in general, I um the um the the only highlight that I enjoyed was the video package between Pinnacle and uh, and Inner Circle, where uh, where FTR and Santana yes. Ortiz were going back and forth. Yes. I that was, I gave that as a highlight as well. Um yeah, was, um I mean, you know what? I'm starting to be done with the Jade Cargill. Are we ever gonna see this one in the ring? Aside from what we've already seen, because I'm really starting to lose it with her. Uh well well I'm I'm just starting not to care. I, I really well, that's what I'm saying. All they all they ever do is like these stupid backstage segments just to get that line in. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really don't care about Jay Cargill. Oh yeah, I have to ask you. Oh, okay, okay. So before before I forget, uh, this is what I was looking for: Cesar Bononi versus Orange Cassidy. Oh. Kill me, kill me now. Just, just. Be a pal and pour bleach in my fucking eyeballs. Um, why? Uh, hold on, are you talking about the one uh, part that, that I think you're talking about? Go on, go on, then I'll tell you if it's the same one. Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, but this is completely stupid and just 
irrelevant. I I didn't really I didn't really catch one part as being um, worse than any of the others, but it, it, so as I was saying, um, Cesar Benoni versus Orange Cassidy was just uh, very random, first of all, and uh, secondly, what is our, with this wingman gimmick? What? Oh, is it bad? Okay, yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I, I saw this uh, last week. Ryan Namath, yeah, because I I brought this up on the other show um, that they had uh, paired him with uh, Peter Avalon. I just did not know that they were calling him the wingman. It's just stupid. It's so bad. Yeah, so you, you got you got Nick Namath, you got um, Nick Namath, Dove Ziggler. Or, uh, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Ryan Nemeth. Uh, you got um, Cesar uh, Bononi. And you got uh, Nick Camarado, who looks like a fucking uh, gorilla. No, he's not, he's not in it. Is he not, he, he's on the wingman, he's with the factory. Oh, oh, yeah. No, there's well, um, there's Cesar Bononi. Ryan Namath and um, Peter Avalon. Okay. Yeah, what a just just put Joey Janela in there, why don't you? And and, and finish off the circus act. What no, 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 no. The one you're looking at, there's a video, right? On Twitter. What's the video you're looking at? Um no, well well there wasn't a video. Let me let me pull up the the review again. Okay, but but but, but no, wait, let me let me uh let me tell you the one part. This is so stupid. When Cesar Bononi picked uh, Cassidy up and and threw him right over the top rope and uh, Cassidy still had his hands in his pocket. Well and and, and that's that's just the stupidity of the yeah. or, or, Orange so Cassidy stupid. gimmick. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> he just threw him over the knees, so that's his pockets. So, yeah, I just, oh my God. Now, what I want to know from you is thoughts on Brock Anderson. I was actually more impressed than I thought I was going to be. Okay. I, I, th- I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be like, oh, uh, you know, they're just getting this kid in there to get his feet wet. This is probably going to be a train wreck. No, he, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was perfect, but for a debut, that, that kid did really, really, really well. Okay. I, um, I, I don't, I don't think it, um, I don't think he necessarily needed to be on um, on Dynamite right now because this is this was his first match. But but having said that, I was very impressed by Brock Anderson. You know, what I'm saying? I have seen one of my low points, and I really hate this is Penelope Ford and Julia Hart only because I like Julia Hart, but she still needs a lot of work. Yeah, well, well, as to a lot of the women in Penelope, Penelope Ford, I will never really be a fan of. But uh, yeah, that that it hurt it hurt my heart. I have to give that one a one star, a, a low light. 
Well, you know, I think I think most women's matches that don't have uh, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, or um, or uh, oh, who's, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Sunadeep. Yes, thank you. Um, any anyone that doesn't have those three, they're just setting themselves up to fail. But uh, but yeah, I, I was not impressed by this episode at all. No, it was bad. I I I want to I want to I really want to see more of Julia Hart. She just needs like a lot of work. She's nineteen years old, so she's got a lot of she's got a lot of time, a lot of way ahead of her. Yeah. God, nineteen years old, making me feel making me feel fucking old. I was 19 once. Yeah, so was I. A long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> yeah, way back in two way back in 2007. Okay, so that is my review of AEW. We're gonna move on to SmackDown Ben. What do you have? Oh boy. Um, oh no, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Yeah, let me let me just uh, pull that one back up again. Hold on, Ben. Yeah, <clears throat> we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Which means, unfortunately, at least at least this week, I have to cover SmackDown. But I will gladly take SmackDown overall any week, any time, any hour, any dimension you could possibly imagine. I would rather review SmackDown than Monday Night Raw. All right, sir. Just, just an FYI. Um, so, th- thank God the uh, the Thunderdome era is almost over because I can't take much All more. All right, I am so glad. I will be so happy once we're done with this. I hate. I've really started to hate the Thunderdome. Uh, well, I I started a long time ago. I think I think. I think after the second week, I was pretty much done with it. Yeah, so I think I've really started to hate the Thunderdome. At first, okay, it was a cool concept, something we've never seen before, but now, no, fuck, no. (laughs) (laughs) No. That would be a no. How Um, about no, crazy dumb bastard? I love you, man. God damn. This is this is fun. So um so before uh Monday Night Raw goes on the air, uh we start hearing or, uh, I'm sorry, uh SmackDown, I saw Raw on the brain. How how sad for me. Um we we start hearing rumors via uh social media that the Hell in a Cell match between uh, Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio has been removed from the Hell in a Cell card, and would yeah. Be- so so hold on. So Roman Reigns is <clears throat> Roman Reigns is on on Sunday then. No. Wow. Okay. Which which at at first I was a little like you know what are they doing but then then. I kind of liked the unpredictability aspect of it. Um, 
you know, it, it's something new to do uh, for SmackDown. Um, but um, but here but here's the thing. So while I didn't exactly mind the Hell in a Cell match being moved because I kind of had a feeling that they were going to replace it with um, with uh, with Bailey versus Bianca Belair, which is a match that I'd rather see on pay per view. Inside Hell in a Cell, um, you know the the thing is, this match looked good on paper, but it it did not need to be inside Hell in a Cell. Mm, okay, all right. Um, because um, we all we already know how this is this is gonna how this is gonna go. There's no way in hell Ray wins the championship. Get out of here. And and we know we know that he's gonna take the same spot that his son did, only this time it's gonna be inside the cell. And both and both of those predictions came true. Um, but before we get to the to the main event, um, SmackDown opens up with Ray coming down to the uh, to the ring, uh, and he he says that um, and he says that any parent knows how he's feeling, uh, you know the pain, the hurt, and the, the sadness. Uh, Thankfully, Dom can still walk, but he's here to get revenge uh, uh, for his son. Uh, he he knows that Roman accepted the the rescheduling of the match on Twitter, but he wants to hear it from from Roman's mouth. Uh, the the structure, the Hell in a Cell structure which is now red, which I absolutely hate, by the way. What was wrong with the original Hell in a Cell design? Because this red one just looks absolutely god-awful. But while while I'm noticing how ugly the cell looks, uh, as we're waiting for Roman to come down to to the ring, uh, he finally emerges from the back and... um, He's still at the top of the ramp, and he's asking, um, and he's asking Ray if he really wants to do this. You know, are you sure uh, he doesn't want to hurt you? Uh, to, this is Roman talking to Ray, and he understands that he's pissed off about what happened to Dominic. Uh, but what happened to Dom is nothing compared to what's going to happen to you. Um, you know, this is just the prototypical heel versus face thing. Uh, Speaking about uh, Dominic, okay, now, Ben, you already know, like, I've been on TikTok, and I follow a lot of wrestling content creators on there. Right. This one first, I don't know, this is really bad. They They made, like, a video for on TikTok, yeah, and and on, and they using a green screen, and they put up a picture of Dominic Mysterio. They, 
like this was after Dominic was uh, thrown by Roman Reigns on that, that episode of SmackDown. Right. And they put a picture of Dominic on the green screen. R.I.P. Dominic Mysterio. Well, well, the way that they shot the camera angle, it certainly looked like that. Yeah, was, um, and like people were, people were like taking it like it was real. Oh, for fuck! And, and they're like not funny. Is that <laughs> people are so fucking stupid. It's nauseating. Uh, 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 and then I had to leave my comment. I'm like, did you all get the joke? <laughs> Uh, Jeez. come on now. yeah and then and so the match is gonna go ahead for later tonight um match number one was uh biggie and kevin owens versus cruz and commander aziz okay what do you think about this guy commander aziz i don't uh, i don't like him he lo- he looks awful you know what watching this i just i had i had this really terrible idea that should never happen and i don't even know why i thought of this omos versus commander aziz oh Uh, (laughs) don't speak it into existence elio don't speak uh, i can't believe that thought even entered my head while i was watching this match i'm like oh my god what what is it Nobody wants to see that. Oh, nobody wants to see it. <laughs> no. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura with Rick Boots versus King Corbin uh, for possession of the crown. You know what? I had, a, I had a question. Yeah. Why don't they just have a little something called a King of the Ring tournament? <laughs> Well, that's what that, that's what I want, and hopefully that's what we get. I'm saying, um, why, did, why don't they why don't they just have this? Why do they have to have Shinsuke Nakamura bearing home? Just have a King of the Ring tournament. Yeah, and 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 not only Shinsuke versus King Corbin, but Shinsuke versus King Corbin for the fifth, for the fifth, for the fifth, for the fifth, for the fifth consecutive time yes ben sorry before we before we go on i'm going to give you a bit of history here oh god last week was uh nxt takeover in your house june 13th right yeah june 13th 1993 was uh king of the first uh, king of the ring pay-per-view where bret hart won made it all the way to the finals to become the first king of the ring but it wasn't the, the very first, if you count back from 1985. That was the very first one. Oh, well, aren't you the little wrestling encyclopedia? <laughs> well, I try. Go on. Yeah, they should definitely... Uh... No, I'm saying, like, it, it makes sense. Why are you just having a, a match just like that? Just have a tournament, then. Well, well, that would make more sense, but apparently uh, Shinsuke is now in possession of King Corbin's crown permanently. Which, which, which I'm happy about because I'm really sick and tired of hearing about King Corbin. Just stop. 
Yeah, well, they, well, they should have just stopped it by having a King of the Ring tournament, not this, but that. But exactly. That but where, where, where do we know? Yeah, we're you know we're just internet wrestling, whatever the fuck. I, yeah. I don't. Know. But yeah. um. So um, and then next up we have uh, Otis and. Uh, oh, there was uh, before that we had the face to face, Bailey and Bianca Belair. Oh yeah, what what did you think about that? I actually like this one. I, this was the the best uh, one they've had uh, out of all their uh, confrontations. This one was my the best one. I thought. I agree. Um, you know, so uh, but but they did not. Uh, this was a little bit surprising. I noticed that they did not officially announce that the match would take place inside the Hell in the Cell structure. <laughs> No, they, they did it afterwards on the show. They said well, it, it has been made official. No, but the but the way that I heard it was that they uh, was that they they verified the match for the pay per view, but I didn't hear them say that it was actually taking place inside Hell in a Cell. And let, let me pull that up right now. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if the page is updated here. Yep, Bianca Belair versus Bailey Hell in the Cell match. Okay, very good. So yeah, as I was as I was saying, um, let's see. Oh yeah, now that was Otis and uh, Angelo Dawkins. You know, I I'm glad that, I'm glad that they're giving um, Otis a more serious edge. But 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 still, this just isn't working. Didn't was it just me? They look creepy without the beard. Well, <laughs> yeah, he does. Holy jeez! And bring the beard back because he looks scary. He he looks like he looks like a like a very scary version of Baby Huey. Oh my god! Holy jeez! <laughs> <laughs> That's just what he reminds me of. It, it's just, it's kind of scary. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, oh, God. Did I plant images in my co-host's head again? No. Nope. nope. Okay. And then, uh, and then what's... We have the main, event, the main event. Yeah. I mean, this was just not good. I mean, I mean, I applaud them for trying to do something different because, you know, Hell in a Cell had never taken place on SmackDown before. But th- this Hell in a Cell stipulation was unnecessary as hell. And, you know, look. That's how we did there. Yes, but... But the, look, the Hell in a Cell stipulation, in my opinion, has lost a lot of its luster over the years, especially after the debacle with Bray Wyatt and uh, Seth, Seth Rollins uh, two years ago. And 
And this just felt like they were doing it for the sake of doing it on SmackDown to, to pop a rating. Uh, you know, it's not that the match was bad. I, I thought the match was solid and it, it contained exactly what I thought it was going what I thought it was going to. Um, but just because you can do something for historical purposes doesn't mean you should. There should always be a story involved here. And let and let's say that this match would would have still taken place as regularly scheduled at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, okay? Ray and uh, Roman didn't have their first confrontation until last week, which was two weeks before the pay-per-view was scheduled to take place. I'm sorry, that's not how you build a compelling championship match. So, so... Right off the bat, you're not doing your combatants or your stipulations any favors. So this one was just set up to fail from the get-go. And, you know, it's there's nothing about these episodes of weekly television that I have to watch. The, the only reason that I... That Elio and I have to watch these shows, ladies and gentlemen, are because we host this podcast. You know, but as a as a regular fan, there's nothing that compels me to watch wrestling because it is the same variations of the same matches of the same feuds week in and week out. I mean, my God. I mean, think think about this over on Raw. We are still getting uh, McIntyre versus Lashley. I can't believe that. I can, I mean, this this is like Cena versus Orton. Only Cena versus Orton was actually fucking entertaining. I, I mean, I I can't I can't believe this. You know that that's all I, that's all I got to say about SmackDown. Hopefully, shit will pick back up again once we get live crowds in here. But I'm not holding my breath. Cool question. Now they're doing a 25 city tour or whatever, right? 25, right? Yeah. After that, please please book more live events. Just, I really hope they don't go back to the Thunderdome. Well. Yeah, I well, I don't think they can. Good, good. It's about time we get back to normal. Now, now, there is something that I would like to mention specifically in relation to the Thunderdome. Now, on on Monday Night Raw, we saw award-winning Thunderdome, <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Whatever that means. Yeah. Um, and, but anyway, so on Monday Night Raw, Alexa Bliss officially put Lily in a timeout. So it it doesn't appear that Lily is going to uh, be on TV anymore. Thank Christ. Um, pardon me. I was having an allergic reaction to that again because I've had nightmares about it for several weeks. Um, but the, the, I like this. I 
I like this story. No, 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 no. Why? Lady, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I'm. I'll tell you why that is. Uh, I maybe like this story a lot more than you. Wait, 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 are you telling me you enjoyed seeing Shayna Baszler being chased around the backstage area by a doll? But I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay. I, I want to I hear this. Okay, sure. We, Shayna is supposed to be this tough, this tough woman. We're not afraid of anything, right? Right. This shows that maybe there is something out there that that possibly that's possibly got in her head. Okay, and that's uh, made her like freaked out. Okay, now now this is reminds me of every dark movie from the seventies that I grew up watching. So it's kind of like kind of why I maybe liked uh, what they did on that one episode of Raw. Oh my god. Because I grew up watching those dark movies from the 70s. You wouldn't know. You didn't watch dark movies. You're not dark and stern. Well, I, I, I feel deeply disturbed after hearing that you found this entertaining. <laughs> I don't know, that's just me. Because, because I grew up watching those dark movies. So I'm just, I want to see what they where they end up going with this. I know where we should be going. We should be uh, getting to our helmet soap predictions. Exactly. Well, so why don't we turn the page? All right, helmet soap tomorrow night from, of course, uh, the Thunderdome. Thank God it's the last one. Yeah, thank Christ. All right, so what do we have on? Okay, so. We're gonna go uh, top to bottom. All right, so we have Cesar in the first match: Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Who do you have? Uh, Cesaro. Good. Okay, I've got Cesaro. Then we have after that we have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. I've got Kevin Owens. So do I. All right, then we have Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. I'm going with Alexa Bliss. Uh, yeah, I would say so. But not by submission. I'm going with the uh, pin. Cool. Because I, I don't see Shayna Baszler submitting. No. Now, Bianca Belair defending her women's championship against Bailey inside Hell in a Cell. I'm taking Bianca Belair. Absolutely. Then we have Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's Championship. I'm going with Rhea Ripley because Charlotte Flair doesn't need it. Uh, yeah, I, I certainly hope it's uh, Rhea Ripley for sure. And then the main event, we have Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship against Drew McIntyre. I'm taking Bobby Lashley, and we're gonna. I'm gonna say right now, we're gonna see Brock Lesnar make an appearance at the end of the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you and I'm gonna go with uh, Drew McIntyre. 
You're going with the professor, okay. Did you enjoy his uh, history stories? No. <laughs> no. Sir William Wallace, Braveheart. Oh. Brave, Brave Ben. Okay. All right. So that, that those are our predictions. So uh, Ben, before we close up the show, I got trivia questions for you. Of course you do. I want to know how well you know how himself. I'm I'm fairly confident. All right, sir. So, so I've got eight questions here for you, okay? Okay, okay. Question number one. Who has been in the most Hell in a Cell matches? Triple H, Randy Orton, The Undertaker, or John Cena? Uh, Triple H. The Undertaker. Oh, boo. He created Hell in a Cell. Well, yeah, but still. He's been in most of them. them. True. <laughs> okay. Who was not involved in the first Hell in a Cell match? Undertaker, Mick Foley, Shawn Michaels, or Kane? Mick Foley. Correct. Who was the first woman to win Hell in a Cell? Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, or Becky Lynch? Uh, Sasha Banks. Charlotte Flair. She faced Sasha Banks in, in, inside Hell in a Cell. Oh. Of course she did. Oh. <laughs> Who won the only Hell in a Cell I quit match. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Edge, or Roman Reigns? Uh, Roman Reigns. Correct. Okay, the Usos won the first tag team title Hell in a Cell match. True or false? Um... I'm going to say false. That doesn't sound familiar. True. Remember, they face a new day. It's weird. I don't, I don't remember that in a hell in a cell. Who has never been in a hell in a cell match? Mr. McMahon, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, or Daniel Bryan? AJ Styles. Correct. Who was the first to win the WWE title inside Hell in a Cell? Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, Stone Cold Steve Austin, or Kurt Angle? I'm going to say Brock. Randy Orton. When was that? You know what? Why, why do I not ask our good friend Google? Very good. All right, let's uh, go to our good friend Google and see. Let us find out here. Mm -hmm. So, here we go.
Okay, oh, technology. You know what? Okay. Hi, Google. Hi, Google. Google, hello. Oh, God. Okay. So let's see. Let us see. What what year did Randy Orton win the WWE title in Hell in a Cell? No, 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 you're wrong. Wrong. What year did Randy Orton win the title inside Hell in a Cell? 2013. According to some information I found on Wikipedia. Thank you. Wow. It's not for nothing they say Canadians are polite. <laughs> okay, so 2013. Good lord. Uh, all right, so Ben, what do you say we bring the show to it? What was? Uh, yeah, I, I would say. <laughs> all right, fans, um, tomorrow night, tell us so. I'm Elio, he's Ben. Um, we'll be back on Tuesday with the results. Absolutely. All right, we, we'll talk to you on Tuesday night for the results. Um, again, he's Ben. I'm Elio. Oh, before we go, we should plug. T, we yeah, Let me do some plugs before we go. So aside from this podcast, I have a whole other network I'm part of, Wrestling POV Network. We have four shows, Wrestling POV, Wrestling POV Global, Wrestling POV Quarantine and Wrestling POV Aftermath. Tony Diaz, Rick Surround III, Clay Cummings, myself, the gentleman, Elio Canella, the legend, TJ Logan, and the lone wolf, Andy Anderson. We also have t-shirts. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash Wrestling POV. Pick yourself up one of five designs, three for WPOV, two for Global, $19.99 each. Ben, say goodnight to the fans. Well, how am I supposed to follow those cheap plugs? I don't have any any merchandise, you lucky little fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, well, apparently, um, hopefully you enjoy Hell in a Cell more than the main roster uh, weekly programming, although I highly doubt it. But even if you're not entertained on Sunday, you will be entertained on Tuesday. So just... uh, Hold on to your britches and uh, endure hell, and we will be back on Tuesday to provide you a little slice of heaven. And we'll see you later. Google, say goodbye. As a Canadian potato chip would say, let's catch up later. You're such a nerd. Goodbye.